1: As if we didn't have enough problems getting started with the show, today we're trying to do our first like remote dial-in in for Uncensored, so uh, it, it's taken us exactly 16 minutes to figure out how to do this. Uh, but we're here, and we got the
0: Dan Johnson in the house. Dan, what's up? Oh, not too much, man. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm excited. Like I'm pretty jacked up right now to be a part of this, man. I'm I'm very excited. Before we talk about who Dan is, I gotta say
1: we're gonna drop these in. My buddy owns Wildland Coffee, and he's he's a small small business entrepreneur. And he said, "Hey, dude, if I send you guys some coffee, we try them out on the show and let people know what you think." So we're gonna do this. Jacob's never had it before. I've never had this roast. So the whole whole, whole deal here, Dan, is it's like a tea bag of coffee, and it's perfect for backcountry. That's what he he uh, sells them for. Yep. And so. Uh, it is at, at 1025, we will have ideally the perfect roast of coffee. So we'll circle back on this in a second, but his, his company's wildland coffee. And I believe the website's wildlandcoffee.co if you want to check these out, but, um, uh, love what Zach's doing. I've had the one that Jacob has, and I will say it's like better than anything else. I brew at home. I'm not worthy of the cup, cup of coffee we're going to have here. So yeah, I've had that light roast too. It's awesome. I'm it is awesome. Fan. It is awesome. All right, Dan. So. You, you and I've known each other for a while yep. and, uh, I love what you're doing. And then we, we came up with this show format that we're doing here and, uh, you know, kind of finally just took off the guest off the table of doing that traditional guest and expert format because we realized we weren't really good at it. And, yep. uh, it fully makes me appreciate guys like you who are good at it. Um, you know, I, I, think we did like 200 and some shows on two other, two other restless native and gearbox talk. And, uh, logistically it's really hard and so what's funny is we, we said well screw it we'll just start talking about you know we'll do, we'll do a show where we come in talk about our weekend kind of just hanging out no pressure no need to be an expert and it's turned into just hilarious stories of uh, epic failures in, in the woods waters and whatever and there's been some success we had a great deer season uh, you know these guys talk about the fishing trips and stuff but it, what's funny is that's the show that people have really connected with so so just to get everybody else up to speed this is dan johnson the founder of the sportsman's empire. And so we started talking to Dan and we, we were like, we like what you're doing. You like what we're doing with this new show. Uh, felt like we should be working together. So Dan, uh, and, and Braden got this relationship worked out to where we joined Dan's podcast network. And, uh, Part of this was like, well, we should get Dan in every now and then uh, to talk about, you know, what he's up to. And then we get a little bit of an expert in our, yeah. in our ranks here. at some least intelligence. Some intelligence. Somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Some reasonable intelligence from time to time. But then, funny enough, Dan was like, no, nah, man, I just want to come in and hang out <laughs> and BS with you guys because, you know, it's so different than what else I do. So, anyways, Dan, yeah. welcome as an a, a occasional co-host of Uncensored.
0: Yeah, um, and you used a word – uh, in your uh, description of me and you used it at used expert I uh, I'm not like I'm not an expert at anything at all period so yes I've done something a lot of times but I still don't feel like I'm I'm an expert man I, I mess up every day
1: uh, dude, well, that's that's part of uh, part of it, and it's it's almost like the more you get out and do stuff, the the more you figure out what not to screw up next time. That's kind of how I look at it. I've I've gotten to see that with Braden, who uh, had hunted some as a kid, but I think Go Wild kind of threw him back into deer hunting, 100%. and it's been fun. If you go back and just listen to uh, episode one of Uncensored and go forward, you can hear Braden learn how to deer hunt, and then this year got his first or last year got his first uh, public land archery buck. I was super proud of him. Um, so it, it is, a, it is what you said though. It's like, everybody's yeah. always screwing up along the way.
0: Yeah. Well, it's only a matter of time till he has his own deer hunting strategy podcast where he gives advice <laughs> to other hunters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like the, the, the great, that's like the evolution of it yeah. all, you know, you, you end up with your own show. Braden keeps trying to get Derek, uh, to, to, to do his own show because Derek is actually probably the, the most uh most experty not he's yeah. not an expert he would be prof- proficient he's the most proficient um of of any of us i would say at most things or at uh, like the the hunt- he's a hunting, hunting and trapping side, yeah. yeah he's he's he's, yeah. he's a fool so we keep talking about giving it Derek a podcast but i think we need an angle on it it's like you know, Derek just sits down and, and uh, you know he's got to come up with something that's totally new. Yeah, you know? no We're working guess. on it. No guest format. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're still trying to do. Actually oh, do I'm it. still working on it. You're still yeah, pushing yeah, yeah. it. Oh yeah, <laughs> right.
2: I'm gonna get there someday. Yeah. All right, I like it. Well, all right, guys. What'd you do this weekend? Man, I did. Uh, I'm just getting ready for this fly fishing trip we've got coming up, um, which next I'm weekend sure right? we'll talk uh, talk a lot about. Yeah, um, got a, a new rod and reel set up um, in December, and so just collecting all the stuff you need for that so i got my going back and forth with jacob on like what kind of backing i need to get this is like when i started fly fishing with these guys i just bought um it's called the orvis encounter two setup it's a rod and reel combo and it actually comes like ready to roll your backing and your line everything is it even has like tippet on it leader and tippet it's, it's ready to rock um which was cool and got me into it quickly um and then really liked it so um decided for this season that i would get like you know, kind of start from the ground up, build my own like rod and reel setup. So, um, just been working on getting that ready to go. Got some some buddies that have fly fished out west um, quite a bit that were kind of turning their nose up at at the Kentucky fly fishing. I was like, man, it's fun, like. Dust off your rod and reel. We'll get some flies for you. Come with us. So um, we're heading down with, I think it's like nine or ten dudes from, we got some people in the Go Wild community that um, I'd saw been logging trophies in Kentucky Mm. um, fly fishing. And just, I commented on one like, hey, that's awesome. I fly fish Kentucky. And the dude was like, yeah. Uh I I do too. I would be I'd be honored to shake your all's hand and go fly fish with the all. I was like, Well, prepare to be it's underwhelmed hard, yeah. <laughs> But uh you wanna come, like this is coming. he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be there. So um it's gonna be a really cool trip. Just been getting ready for that mostly. Uh now are
3: you going? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay.
1: I for knew sure. I knew you were uh after trade show season you're you're in a little bit of the marital debt that you can yeah, get into. So
3: I made some hefty deposits into that mm-hmm. bank account this weekend, moved two tons of <laughs> dirt for my wife's garden and I made up for it, so I'm I am off Sunday. I am out fishing.
0: Dan, do you do any uh, fishing at all? Uh Fishing, yes. Fly fishing, no. I, I do have a question for Braden. What was the learning curve like for you to be an okay fly fishing caster?
2: The casting part was. I mean, it's definitely a huge adjustment. Um, I actually down in Tennessee one time got to just on a whim, my uncle who does not fly fish or anything was, we were just on a vacation together, um, with him, my cousins and stuff. And he was like, Hey, I got us a, a small little fly fishing guide. Let's go down to this Creek and do it. So my first introduction to fly fishing really was, was with a guide. Um, and so I got some good pointers there, obviously me and Jacob, good buddies. I've, I've heard him talk a lot about it and, um, basically Took a few of those things, kind of talked to Jacob, got my setup, and then went with Jacob for my first time. And he was next to me kind of saying, like, here, you know, here's the basics. And the hardest part for me, honestly, was the hook set. And that's something I still struggle with from going from bass fishing (laughs) to fly fishing, man. Like, I'm sure on Sunday I'll be hammering some hook sets and pulling flies out of fish's mouth but
1: um i do that with salt water yeah it's the same thing there's some of the depending on species there's some of them you don't want to rip it and the guides always end up yelling at me he's like dude you're not bass fishing stop (laughs)
3: if you're using those circle hooks too they're meant to just start reeling and they self-hook themselves and if you go to pull and set the hook yeah Yeah. comes right out yeah. yeah i cost myself a lot of fish last summer
1: yeah,
2: yeah, and I, like I said, I am I, every time I go for the first time of the season. I always am just like for the first thirty minutes, just like getting mad about pulling flies out of fish's mouth. But uh, hopefully, that that's a little less time this this year uh, messing around and screwing that up. But
1: I don't know, we'll see. All right, Jacob, let's try this coffee. There's never a good way to drink coffee with a headset on. Like, I feel like I should be drinking coffee when I'm recording a podcast. But see, Dan's got it going. Yeah, there you go. Dan's oh, got it. <laughs> he's like, hey, this Dan, is how you do it. Dan, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's the, pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, we're gonna. I got the dark roast here, and I have not had the dark roast before. So,
3: I feel like this is gonna burn my face off. It might.
1: Mm. Tell me that's not that's amazing, good, man. That's, that's better. Good. That's better than anything else we have.
3: Yeah, that's good.
1: I I love it, dude. And it's so easy. So if uh. If you want to check it out, Wildland Coffee. Uh, Zach's an awesome dude. These these things are super cheap. I'm actually taking a bunch of these when I go camping here next uh, in a couple weeks because, uh, you know, throw throw a pot on the stove and then just pour it over, and eight minutes later, perfection. The no mess French press. The no right. mess French press. That's <laughs> right.
3: Well, you know when I when I go fishing, especially when it's cold and it's likely to be cold this weekend. Um, I will sometimes take an you know, an old school Stanley Thermos Wood. with coffee to be able to have that little warm up later. But it cooks. Like it literally yeah. continues to brew in that thing. And so I could just take hot water and some of these guys and then I don't have to worry about stanky truck stop coffee <laughs> yeah. midway through the day. Yeah, man. Cool. So, so I spent going the kind Go ahead, of man. coffee
0: that uh Tastes like cigarettes. It was yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: well-aged coffee.
1: Yeah, I uh, I spent this weekend. I'm putting a light bar on my SUV. Oh, sick! And uh, they're so cheap now versus when I, I used to have lights on my um, old Subaru. And I had uh, I've had them up top for a while, and then I ended up mounting them on the, the front. Um, way easier to install than when I tore, tore into my Highlander this weekend. Mm. The freaking grommet on the firewall is like you you would have to be a mechanic to remove all of the things in between the access to the firewall. And so I spent 30 minutes trying to think of how I was going to do this this weekend. And then finally I said, "Screw it!" And I bought the extender, and I'm just going to go in the passenger side. Okay. So that was literally the only manly thing I did all weekend, though. <laughs> uh, had a, a birthday celebration with my little girl, and it was all unicorns and rainbows and waffles. Uh, <laughs> I made I made unicorn waffles. I would, dude, that was like a dad achievement of my life. That thing was legit. I I, I had uh, Dan. I had this waffle and uh, took out like one quarter of it, so it was kind of shaped with the head. And then I had pink frosting, and I homemade pink frosting unicorn, uh, or the horn and, and put them in the freezer. My little girl was so happy. I was like dad of the year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She'll
0: remember that forever, man.
1: She will, dude. I, I, and to an age where, You know, uh, when they're real little, like my littlest one right now, it's like you know she's not going to remember a damn thing that happens. Uh, But it's fine. You know, you're doing it more for you remembering them having a good time. But this one, you know, turning when they get into that four, five, six, like I remember stuff from that age. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that was that was most of my. We had unicorn pinatas, the the whole thing. So, um, what was
0: the gift? What was the gift that you got your daughter?
1: uh, She got. she got a ton of unicorn stuff uh she got this little r- remote control unicorn that she can program like like code to do th- these certain things. She liked that a lot. She got a princess lego set uh oh, nice. she got a snow white doll uh we got her we we took our son's old bike, which he had hardly ridden before he outgrew it, and we put pink uh, like little flower stickers and everything on it, put a pink basket on it it's got a little cat bell sick um. So yeah she she got smothered in gifts, uh lots of little she's she's a girly girl, like loves all the all the princess stuff, so got overwhelmed with that
0: kind of stuff. sweet on the how, how old How old is your oldest kid? uh he's about to be eight, about to be eight okay, so yeah. my daughter just turned 10 last weekend. And we made the decision that, she, you know, she's staying home by herself while we go to the store and things like that. So we got her a phone mm. and oh. instantly regretted that. Mm. Instantly. I mean, she, I will not like let my son hear this episode. Oh, my God. It, instantly. She was instantly turned into like a businesswoman from a 1980s movie. Sorry. That's the only way that I can define it. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, yeah hey, what are you doing? Okay, yeah, I'll be there. All right, you know, just, I'm like, Jesus, this, Dude, was, this was horrible.
1: That is so funny. Uh, there's a company called Gab Wireless, that G-A-B-B, yeah. that makes phones that don't have apps. It's basically like just it's got all these parental controls and I yeah. told my son cause he wanted an iPhone oh. uh, and he's got, he's got a cousin that has a, has an iPhone that's a little bit older than him. But I was like, dude, not happening. And then yeah. I, I said, at some point you can get a gab. And so now he figured out that gab has smartwatches. And mm-hmm. so, and it's a phone still, and they have like emergencies if they, like it tracks them and all this stuff for like, again, yeah. parental, cool parental controls. But now he's just asking nonstop, like once a month, he's like, so how old do I have to be to get a gab? <laughs> like, well, when I feel like, like when I'm leaving you places is probably like, there is yeah. an aspect to that. And that's, imagine that was part of your decision, Dance. like when they're not around you, uh, if they're staying over yeah. at somebody's house or something, it is, yeah. it is, I can see like the safety and the benefit of that. For sure. Um.
3: And there's no landlines yeah. for the most part anymore. No. So if they stay I, home, right. there's...
1: I would probably just end up texting my son and being like, can you come down here and clean up the basement? Like, that's what... He doesn't understand. Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Things yeah. are going to get worse for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll be, able to find you, I'll be able to find you at any time. And be like, <laughs> right. I need you to fix Especially this Especially with
0: right the, the tracking. The tracking. When, yeah. I, when my daughter goes, hey, I want a phone... My instant, my first thought was I wanted to get her uh, a phone for elderly people called a jitterbug. <laughs> a jitterbug. And all, yeah. it, all it is is just like a <laughs> uh, a phone with giant numbers on it, so they can see yeah. see what numbers they're hitting. And so and my wife was like, "That's not fair," and, and whatever. She's so get she made got. Fun of.
1: She got a
2: phone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of my son, this weekend he got, he's kind of violent sometimes uh like uh, he's just like like a boy likes to fight and you know all this stuff and then he's been reading all these um books called i survive so it's Ah. it's historical fiction and they like he just read about two kids that escaped the nazis whoa and now he last night he started reading about pearl harbor this kid survives pearl harbor but it's always this historical event kid gets there's a kid that ends up making it through. I mean, they have, like, the 1916 shark attacks. They have the tsunami that was in 2011. Um, but he's gotten in this survival mentality. And he, yesterday, spent an hour taking sticks and making spears. Oh, dude, I yes. did that all the time. I, I did too. Yeah, right. It's like a rite yes. of passage. Uh, but he was he was looking for my tools, and he's got, like, this planer and all this stuff. He, yeah. he's, he's like, I'm like, what's he going to come up with, right? Like, no, sure. <laughs> wasn't even worried about it. I'm over here messing with my car the whole time, trying to find this firewall access. Uh, and and he comes out and he's like, "Look what I did!" And I'm like, "You could kill someone." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I, like I I should get this kid into a nap and broadheads immediately because he he literally had a point. He goes, "You think this would pop a balloon?" And I'm sitting here thinking, "I'm like, dude, you could kill zombies with this thing." <laughs> uh, it was it was insane. Has he read the Hatchet yet? Uh, no, I, I, I'm. Put That on the list, that's. I mean, he it's, would he would eat that book up now I uh, think yeah. about it. Um, There's some yeah. mature concepts yeah. of like
3: divorce and suicide, the death I mean, of the pilot and stuff, yeah. yeah.
1: But, dude, I mean, I, I the divorce stuff, it's like uh, the kids today, half for their sure. friends yeah, have yeah. you know, it's like it, the, that part of it. Uh, I actually just read that book two years ago again because that was one of my favorite books growing up, yep. And um, I the there was an audio book of it, and it was like four hours long. I was like, yeah, I want to do this for fun just yeah. to go back through it. Um, but yeah, I should I should get him that book because I think he's old enough to handle it. And he 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 burns through books so fast that he honestly needs a thicker book like that. To, to th- these I Survive books are you know uh, they're probably like. Fifty pages, maybe hundred pages. That's such um, it. but my wife sometimes doesn't. He'll, he'll be like, she'll she'll say what book are you reading? He'll say say it, and she's like, I thought you were reading this one. You you, you must have just quit. He's like, no, I already read that one and another one in between. Like he just sits yeah. and we'll read for two hours straight. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if it was on your your show that we used to do uh, Gearbox Talk or if it was
2: another one. Um, but I remember I've never forgot this. Jack Carr talked about whenever his kids got to a certain age, he would give them the book Hatchet like a compass and then yeah. I forget something else. But I was like, dude, I, I want to implement that. Like, Was it an actual uh, yeah, hatchet? I probably a hatchet. hatchet. It was, yeah, uh, so it's on brand for him, I guess. I, He's I bought, putting in
1: people's skulls. But <laughs> I bought my nephew um, for, I don't know, he was probably fourth or fifth grade. I bought him the book Hatchet and I got him yeah. a compass. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I actually, maybe, I don't know if, um, I'm trying to think, like did I steal that idea from Jack Carr? I don't remember. Either uh, way, it's cool. I, Dan, uh, dude, you do some of these podcasts and like, you do so many of them and then you, you just forget what conversations were who you don't know where you learn stuff. Yeah. And, and it's weird because other people like this will remember yeah. my conversations with other people better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan, how how many times have you like found yourself in like an inception moment of realizing that that was actually from a podcast episode and not something you read or, or something?
0: Yeah, it could, it could be that example, but what, what I am really bad at and I, I, it makes me sound like a dick when it happens is (laughs) some guy will come up to me at a trade show and be like hey Dan like hey remember me I was on your podcast and Um, well what they don't know is that I've interviewed you know almost a thousand people yeah right and and so it was this it was a big moment for them but it was just an average day for me (laughs) and I and I, I you know I mean that with all respect. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. 100%. yeah I, I wish I could remember everybody, but they're like, yeah, we talked about this buck that I killed in Ohio. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so that narrows it down to a hundred people. Uh, <laughs> so, so, and, and you know, just by me asking some questions, that's what I've been really good at is, uh, whittling, just ans- asking the right questions at the right time to get an idea. Cause I can usually remember the story but not necessarily the name of the person. Right. And so I have a I have a lot of those type of encounters.
2: Yeah. If, you were you were up at the Iowa Deer Classic. Um I saw some members posting and go wild about it. Um yeah. I'm kind of bummed I didn't make it up there this year. It looks pretty sick. What was what was it like up
0: there? Well, the I mean, the Iowa Deer Classic, I would say let me just back up A second, when I was back in the day from about 2006 or seven to about 2012, uh, you know, so we got an eight year period there where, man, I would go to the Iowa Deer Classic, Illinois Deer Classic, Wisconsin, Ohio, the ATA show. Um, I'm trying to think of any other shows that that we would do. Uh, The Michigan the Michigan show. I don't think we did the the Minnesota show. Anyway, um, they're cool, but yeah. there's something about the Iowa Deer Classic that people come from all over the country yeah. to come to this show, and so it is. It's just the collection. It's a collection of some of the biggest deer in the country mm-hmm. at in one location. The stories, the products, the like. This is outside of the ata i would say there's a lot of industry people there as well Mm -hmm. so it's just a it's just a great opportunity if you love hunting big mature whitetails this is it's definitely the spot for you and i really like going to it because it's another just like the ata show it's uh, another opportunity for me to see people that I haven't seen in a long time and get to yeah. catch up with them. So, uh, not only f- just for the love of the whitetail, but just for the love of the people that I've met over the years as well.
1: Yeah. Dan, do you, uh, do you guys go hard on the shed hunting out there? Cause I mean, you, you got some freak deer. Is that a
0: popular yeah. activity out there? I mean, it's popular it's popular for guys that don't have three kids and don't aren't married. And you know, like yeah. I, I remember back when I, in the day when I was oh in my late twenties and all the way into my early thirties, man, I would go. Yeah. And I mean, I mean light to dark every single day. I, back then I, I probably didn't have a, a serious job. So I was shed hunting as much as humanly possible. And I would go like, 30 days a year oh my god yeah and find and you know i wouldn't find as many sheds as some of the real serious guys do but but now it's hard to get access to farms because everybody's doing it everybody wants to shed hunt and especially in the southern part of iowa it's just this gigantic culture change from you know being able to knock on a farmer's door and say hey can I go pick up deer antlers and they wouldn't care they right. they it's, were they were they were probably actually more upset with you if you knocked on their door and wasted their time than you did just jumping onto their property and <laughs> shed hunting back in the day
2: yeah well they appreciate and, it right cuz it pops tires and stuff yeah, when you they yeah. when yep. they're driving
0: around so yep as the potential for that but outside of that it's just it's it's beginning beginning to get more difficult uh, yeah. to, to find shed hunt ground, just to shed hunt on. And if you only have access to, let's just say a hundred acres or less there, you know, finding that many sheds is limited anyway. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: I'm going, uh, Saturday, me and Philly, the goat, are going out to, uh, beep, uh, the spot where I'm showing you all these bucks are from. And we have never like seriously gone after them cause we've never seriously yeah. had target bucks this past season we had target bucks. We both ended up not shooting the ones we wanted to. They were great, but um, we want to go try to find their sheds. And aside from going and just walking around a ton, I really hadn't looked up a bunch of strategy or anything. Like it's public. There's as much walking room as we could want. Like I would imagine there's like a 40 yard area that we're, or not 40 yard, uh, probably like 400 yard, uh, area that we're like really comfortable with. Like, do you just walk a circle around that and just start like looking for places, obviously like that's real thick that the antlers would come off or
0: what do you, what do you, what are you looking so, for? you know, this time of year up until like two weeks ago, every person who had a blog or a podcast started putting out content, including myself. Yeah about where do you find shed antlers? How right. do you find shed antlers? Oh yeah. And there's this, like like, like it's some kind of gigantic mystery of right. where these things are at. Sure. You go, and I, I put out a, a little social uh, reel on Instagram uh, the, other, the other week, and I was just like, here's how you do it. You go to a place where deer live, <laughs> you put your head down and look at the ground, and then you walk back and forth, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is how That's you it. find shed it's antlers. It's kind of it's great. Miles. Search it, all right? Yeah, and so I mean, brute it, force. Yeah, and so you you go, oh, uh, you find the food source, then you find where they bed, and then you just walk that line. Duh, right? <laughs> right?
2: Like, yeah, nothing crazy.
0: Yeah, you you shed hunt the same way you hunt. You you hunt. Right. Uh, you, where they live is where they're going to drop their antlers. It's not like oh, they're going to. They're gonna go drop them in a Casey's parking lot somewhere, and that's where you need to go <laughs> look, be nice. looking for them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah,
2: we're doing that Saturday, and then the fly fishing trip Sunday. So when I mean, I'm yeah, looking for cool. sheds, I don't find sheds. But when I go out scouting for turkey, then I find sheds. I found one, oh, yeah. my first one, squirrel hunting this year, yeah. and it was like years old and like. So rough, rough. chewed through yeah. that, like I had to be careful with yeah. it not to break it Some in half.
1: Of my, I, one of mine broke the other day because it was so uh because people get in here and play with them, but it, it, it had been chewed up so much that it had been yeah. broken off. Yeah, it's always fun to find a fresh one though. Dan, do you all do? <clears throat> I know you all hunt turkeys out there, but is that your thing? Do you like turkey hunting?
0: You know, man, there there was a time starting in two thousand and one was the first year I ever went turkey hunting. I was twenty one years old. My uncle took me out and then for like 15 years up until about yeah, somewhere around 2015, man, I would go every single year and I loved it. And it was awesome. I think it was more about who I was going with than actually mm-hmm. turkey hunting. It, it's not like my relationship with deer hunting at all because that I, that's like it for me, but I've kind of faded off of the Turkey. I've killed so many turkeys and, and, to me, they're, it's kind of the same every year because there's no, like, the cool thing about a, a buck is their antlers are different, right? And the characteristics and and how a deer moves through the uh, the terrain and stuff like that. With a turkey, like, one year, this is no joke, there was a black trash bag that had blown out of some farm and got hooked on a, uh, a corn stalk. And it was blowing in the wind, and a, a Tom was strutting around it. <laughs> <laughs> and I shot that Tom. Okay. So, so, so all these so decoys just, just, just don't even worry right. about it. Black trash right. bag. Right. <laughs> right, and so I can for that for that big time frame. It was just like okay, how, I, you don't even need to know any type of real hunting strategy. You just go to the woods. You, you locate them when they're in the tree. They'll usually gobble. They fly down, and then you shoot them in the face. <laughs> so, Paul like, Campbell is somewhere pulling into, his hair right, out. exactly. Oh, he doesn't have hair. Exactly. <laughs> he hates my guts. Paul yeah. Campbell <laughs> hates my guts. I,
1: that's what I've been doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know you yeah. go to where they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. I go to where yeah. I want them to come to. you come think to. they are? Yeah, <laughs> I, I go to what's comfortable for me and just try to get them to come to me. Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. doing this right. wrong the whole time. Yeah, right. Yep. And so, have you well, ever hunted easterns? Easterns? Turkeys like like uh like uh, what what do you guys have in Iowa or is it We have, it,
0: we have easterns.
1: You do yep. still have easterns? Okay, I didn't know yep. if it was getting into some of the other subspecies. Okay. I that that was one of the things I was going to ask is cuz I've heard out west that they they're much, uh, much easier to call. Cause it's, well, part yeah. of that's lower pressure, right? Like I, I think yeah. part of it is anyways, is that they, they aren't, you know, a lot of guys turn their nose up at them. Cause you guys, out, well, for even further out West than you, you have, um, you, you know, uh, so many spring, you got spring bear, you got elk, you got mule deer, it's just a lot more to hunt. And yeah. so people kind of turn their nose up at the old, uh, thunder chicken. But, yeah. um, I, I, I'm always interested to hear people that hunt any of the Western turkeys and then hunt out East if there's a difference. In their mind, <clears throat> but it sounds like yeah. you're hunting the same yeah. subspecies that we are. I wasn't yeah, sure. all of
0: all of my experience with uh, uh, Merriams have been have been not while I've been hunting them, but when I've been looking for mule deer, and they are because there's not a lot of places to roost out in the in certain parts of the West, like for example, western uh, Western Nebraska or Western uh, South Dakota, where I, I spend some time all of the trees are usually in windbreaks of farms. And so they're just in people's yards yeah. or they're, they're in the surrounding areas and then they come and then they roost in people's windbreaks or something like that. Yep. And so I, that's what I've seen. I, and then outside of that, the, 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 I don't know, the, the TV shows or the YouTube channels were, or, or the videos that people put out where they'll sit and then about 40 Merriam toms start running in because yeah. they're they're a more aggressive species than yeah. the the Easterns are.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned Nebraska. So it's not too far, I guess, west of you that you start to get into the Merriams, though.
0: Yeah, I would say it's probably eight hours. Eight hours. Okay. Eight hours west of me. So that's like there's crossover, I would say, in the central part of the state, but when, once you start getting into Western, uh, Western Kansas, Western Nebraska, Western South Dakota, that's when the Merriams start to pick up a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize you had e- uh, Eastern still that far into the the, the Midwest. Um, yep. But I also don't know anything about turkeys, which is why I'm not very good at killing them. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul Campbell's also still pulling out his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to his podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, shout that, out,
0: who, shout out, Paul Campbell. Yeah. yeah, how
1: to hunt turkeys. Yeah, Paul, how to hunt turkeys, and that's our buddy from the O2 podcast. Who uh, we're going to get him in here soon. I'm I'm yeah. I'm trying to get Paul because he travels so much. Yeah. I think he, he, we're going to try to get him to swing through and me and him. We're going to get after some birds out on a property I hunt. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, learn a thing or two from Paul. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool.
2: that would be fun. It's a,
0: here's a funny, quick story. Uh, so I he knows about my so I like turkey hunting. Don't get me wrong but it's not like I do it for fun, right? This dude is obsessed with turkeys. Yes. Like I'm obsessed with whitetails, right? Yep. And so every time I, I talk about turkey hunting with him, it's la- it's lackluster. And so, <laughs> and so he gets a little frustrated. So he was at, uh, not this year, but I think it was like three years ago. Uh, he was at the uh, NWTF uh, convention and they started talking about all these videos that were made specifically for turkey hunting. And there was an award ceremony for the best video. And the winner of this, uh, the winner of the video was me. I put out... (laughs) I put out a turkey hunting video about this family tradition that we had every year, and uh, where my wife and my kids would come to my mom's, and then I would take my wife out hunting, and and it ended with a, her shooting a tom and, and things like that. And so, uh, and then he saw my face, he was yelling like, "This guy doesn't love turkey hunting. I love turkey hunting.
1: Love He's turkey a poser. hunting. <laughs>
3: doesn't even like turkey hunting. Yeah.
0: That's
1: funny, man." i love paul paul and andrew are hilarious uh yeah yeah i'm looking forward to getting out with him well any uh any stories we missed well i wanted to ask jacob
2: um one of his favorite things to do is like new people getting into fishing and mm-hmm. so two of my buddies are going to be coming with us fly fishing that like i said they're they're western kind of fly fishing guys and like turning their nose up and getting back into it they're like i don't have any flies i was like relax like jacob's got you covered and he was saying he's gonna make them like a little uh little kit uh to get them going and i was just curious kind of what what you had in mind the for them. like what do you what are you planning for <clears throat> so you want me to reveal
3: my secrets oh is that what's the going on fish this water no it's not uh, silly worms
2: aren't that secret dude. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you know and i feel like a lot of anglers will get a better reputation because they don't want to talk about what the fish are biting i will literally hand out half a dozen flies to some old dude on the creek who's not catching anything i'm like, Use, Use this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't mind talking about it. <clears throat> this time of year, if we can get some of those bigger rainbows coming up, ideally, I'm I'm gonna try some streamers first. So I'll probably okay. give them some all white wooly buggers, maybe some black wooly buggers. And if you don't know what these flies are, it's very easy to find them. Searching, they're just bushy little flies that kind of mimic a bait fish or a um, like a hellgrammite or a leech. And then, you know, I will always have some blood midges in my box. And so these are really tiny little red flies that seem to always catch fish down there. Um, I have given out more of those probably than I've lost myself uh, because they just work. And then the other stuff, I'm just going to do like simple buggy stuff, prince nymphs, which you always have. What I'm hoping, because we're supposed to get some rain down there, is if the water does get a little bit stained, I'll be throwing a lot of white streamers.
2: Okay. For sure.
3: Right so on. So if, if it's not and the water's flushed through and it's cleared out, I'll probably hit the nymph game, but I, I'm going to, you know, anytime we go down there, I try to keep it simple. I take 300 flies oh, and yeah. I use like three different patterns the whole time. Yeah. Um, cause I've kind of dialed in what works well down there, but. It should be fun. Man. Well that
2: helps me know what to bring too. That was kind yeah. of a yeah, I, saying, I, I knew where <laughs> this was going. Um
1: All right. I think the the last one of the last things we want to mention here is just the U T V giveaway, right? Yeah. You wanna tell them how they can get entered into that and, yeah. and kinda of run through that? Yeah, if you don't have Go Wild yet, all you gotta do is download the app and that's gonna get
2: you a free entry. Um it's free to download Go Wild. You get a free entry into the U T V giveaway. This thing's like well over forty grand. So uh it's it's definitely a uh, a good idea to go ahead and do that. If you already do have the app, all you got to do is go to your profile, grab your referral link, send that thing out, and for every person that you get to download uh, Go Wild, you get an additional entry, and it is unlimited. You can get as many people um, as you possibly can and get those entries up and increase your chances. Um, the, the UTV giveaway ends March 31st, so by the time you're hearing this, it's down getting down to crunch time, so, yeah, yeah get on it.
1: Yep. So the Braden mentioned sharing. If you go to your profile, tap home screen and you'll see a link that, or a button that says share go wild. And if you get that, that's going to be your custom link. So we'll track how many people download through that. You can go dump it into Facebook groups. You can go text it to your family, whatever you want to do uh, to get some people in there and get some uh, chances at the UT giveaway. So UTV Giveaway. Yes, so, sir. Uh, also, I want to mention you can log this podcast on Go Wild. If you hit plus, hit log time, uh, outdoors podcast. You can you can log and get points for listening to this show. You can tag all of us here. We have everybody here on, that's on the platform, and uh, we'd love to hear the feedback. Also, I mean, really, especially this show would love to know how you like the format of of Dan jumping in here. Um, You know, tag Dan. Dan Johnson's on the app. Braden Ware, Jacob Knight, Brad Luttrell, we're on there. So that'll help you get points, though, to work towards those rewards. And I will say, if you have not logged in a while, we just launched a bunch of new rewards hitting the system, and there will be more coming. So uh, in addition to that, we mentioned last week or maybe the week before that we've got fishing gear coming too. So just sit tight for a little bit, a few more days, and we're going to have a big wave of fishing gear on there. But if you haven't looked in a little while, there's quite a bit there's of new stuff lot. there's a lot of new yeah. stuff that we have in there but there's getting ready to be a massive <laughs> onboarding of fishing gear so all right i think that's it for today dan thanks for joining us man uh i think uh we learned a couple things here today on
0: setup i'll get a little better on the, the next round but this was fun hey the next thing i need to know is where do you where did you get your shirt
1: uh dude <laughs> uh
0: yeah so this is um
1: this is my one of my famed Pixar shirts here at Go Wild. They make fun of me uh, for this. But this shirt is from a company called Roosevelt's. And uh, it's R what is it? R S V L T S. No vowels. And Seventy no, dollar button <coughs> bounce. It it is. But Jacob <laughs> they also hook you with the rewards. Uh, There's like seventy five dollars. Cool shirts, but dude, for uh, I made fun of Braden for having an eighty five dollars shirt last year. Oh yeah, the boutique shirts. You joined the crowd. Yeah, I love them. But but I ended up going all in because these things are like a flex fabric, and so for when it gets hot, this is the way to go because it's super breathable. Um, But this one is uh, I'm a big pixar nerd i love pixar and it's got all these references to all the pixar movies i think there's like 28 references to different pixar movies on here uh i only wore it today actually because my my son picked out my watch band color and he's like you gotta wear that watch band tomorrow i was like well that's pretty bright i only have a couple shirts that that roll with that so yeah yeah so uh i am a big fan of these shirts though uh You you will see them more often as we get into this summer because I've I've got a whole collection of them at this point I'm I'm sitting on like ten of these bad this is my most obnoxious one though for
0: sure well I need to now I know what I'm getting into I need to up my game a little bit uh, the next time I'm on. And uh, I'll, I'll come. I'll come ready. I'll come prepared. I'll come looking fresh. Yeah, okay, Hawaiian okay. shirt
1: and a cigar. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll
2: start wearing yeah. my gas station tie dye shirts when it starts getting warm. Oh, yeah. Bert- dude,
0: dude, you, dude! I I love your shirt. Don't ever change, man. Those, uh, those, <laughs> I'll try not to. Those Indian spirit wolf shirts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was money, say, I can't wait
1: to see the wolf wolf shirts start coming back out. I got some so new ones coming. <laughs> I uh, I might get a custom one made. For Brayden, it's Ooh. like my face as the moon, sold. and and it's howling up. Like that. I'll wear it once a week. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, until next week, we're out.